Welcome to Hip Hop Culture, where DJing, MCing, graffiti art are expressed every day within the inner cities of America and the world. You are not doing hip hop, you are hip hop. All right, y'all, we want to thank y'all guys for coming and sitting with us on another episode from a DJ's perspective. Today, I have someone special. We're coming all the way from, from Cleveland, from Cleveland. Um, and I got my man, DJ Relly Rail, with me today. How you doing today, bro? What's happening, Mike? I'm good, fam. How you, how you doing today, bro? I'm doing good, man. I'm honored to have you on the show, man. Thank you for taking my invite. Uh, it's thank very you, important to me, you know, to have people of your caliber. Well, thank you for having me, and I'm honored to be on the stream, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we're going to have two segments. Um, the first segment will pretty much be based on just getting to know you. Then we'll do a break and go into a mix, and we'll come back to the second segment, which will be, you know, kind of going over the do's and don'ts of the DJ from your perspective. So, you know, the first question I'd like to, you know, know is, you know, how did you come up with your name? <laughs> well, the funny part about that, my, my name is Darrell. It's my first name. And I'm the youngest of four kids. And as I was coming up, my brother, my older brother used to always call me. And when you ever see me, he'd just be laughing and messing with me. He was like, Rally Rail. What's happening Rally Rail? All the time. So that was always his nickname for me. And it just kind of stuck. So it was always funny the way he would always say it. And I was like, you know what? People will call me real. They call me really real. So I was like, I'm just going to stick with really real because it had a nice little flow. And when I was talking about DJing, I was like, well, I got to have a name that kind of that kind of fits who I am. You know, so I said, really real. That's it. I'm going to stick with it. And that's pretty much how people have been calling me all my life. <laughs> and it's crazy that you say that, man, because it makes me think about you know, Nick's nicknames start out offensive sometimes, and then they become a reality to it. Oh, yeah. That is crazy. <laughs> that, yeah. and, I, and I've seen that so many times coming up. Yeah. That's yeah. Going, you know what? They call him baby, but you know what? That actually fits him because everybody knows him. Or Little Man. You know, there was a guy we had, Little Man, but everybody knew him as Little Man, so it kind of fit him. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man, because mine's you know, my first name is James, but my second name is Michael. So I've been called Mike or Michael my entire life. So as a kid, you know, my uncle started calling me Mike Mike. And that has, you know, for the longest, I never liked that. Oh yeah. I never liked it for whatever reason. And it just began to grow on me. But you know, it's just amazing how something can start off one way and end up being a product of your success. It's it's very interesting, and I'll say this on the side note with that, like my son is a junior, one of my sons is a junior. And when I was coming up, you know, because my name is Darrell, but everybody always called me Daryl, it never fails. That was automatically the first thing, they look at my name and they go Daryl, I'm always correcting them, no, it's Darrell. So when I had a son, I didn't want to junior him because I was like, he's gonna go through everything that I had to go through, that's just annoying. <laughs> but at the same token, as he's grown up, the name fits him because he's pretty much, they always say he's my mini me. Um, mm. he's, we're just alike and everything, but they call him Relly, where they call wow. him. So he's known as Relly. 
and it sticks with him because that's what everybody knows him as. So even though we are junior, he's I'm senior, he's junior. I'm really real. They know him as really, and wow. it's no mix up at all. Like it's automatic. Like that's who it is. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> even as a junior, my son is a junior. He has his own identity with our name, which is kind of wild. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, that you know. And I'll tell you this quick story because I've, <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> you know, my sister, when she, uh, before she had my nephew, mm. uh, I would always tell her, rub on her stomach and say, that's Michael. And she's <laughs> like, I'm not going to name my sister Michael. I will not, no, I'm not going to name my baby Michael and this and that. And, you know, for nine months, I always said that was Michael. So when it came time for her to name my nephew, she could only think about Michael. Now, this is the flip side going up on that. My nephew has uh, four kids. And three of them uh, has some form of Michael in their name. Michael Mackay. Uh, even Michaela was, a, you, know, der you know, derived from Michael. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, what is my, uh, uh, Mikhail. <laughs> so everything's... So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I always mess with her about it. And we just joke, like, man, this started with him. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, so how long have you been in the DJ business, bro? Wow. I have been in the DJ game officially now 31 years. And Wow. Yeah, it's it's really yeah, gonna be thirty one. Yes, thirty one now. Um, I started. I was a late bloomer, if you will, in the DJing game because I didn't start DJing till I actually was in college. Where mm. out of my counterparts who have been DJing in the game for a long time, they started like junior high school, maybe high school. So I was kind of a late bloomer when it came to getting into the DJing portion of, of, of this game. So I, you know, kind of fell in love, fell into this thing where. I was in college and got fascinated by the music. So when I was at parties, you know, I would see the guys DJing and I was just like fascinated. You know, I always loved music. Love music been around me all my life. But when I started watching it and seeing it up close, I was like, yo, that is just amazing. I just was in awe of how they would mix and how they would cut and scratch and everything. And I was just like, man, I, I want to do that, you know. And one of my friends, uh, it's funny, one of my friends in college, his name was Scott Rock. That was his DJ name. And he was the one, <laughs> he was the go-to man. He was not the Scholar Rock, the, uh, you know, for BDP, but he was Scholar Rock. He played football, but he was the DJ, so he did all the parties. So he was like the go-to DJ. He was just super dope. And I just always watched Scott. We were all cool, too. But it wasn't until another gentleman, uh, another cat named Walt, who was not a regular DJ, but he just dabbled in DJing all the time. But he would make these mixtapes. And I was like, listen to him. We were all cool. I was like, Mike, well, who made these mixtapes? He was like, I did. I'm like, you did. I was like, I know he was a DJ. He was like, yeah, man, I, I, I'm not out of spots or anything, but I DJ in my apartment all the time. And he had equipment. He was like, you ought to come through. I was like, bet. So I went on through, came to his apartment. He had turntables and everything set up. And he showed me a couple of things that I just was watching. And it's one of those things as a DJ, you know, and I always tell people as DJs, you can't teach someone the ear of music. You have to, you have to catch it. So I can't teach you how to listen, so to speak. So I had to catch it. So basically what I'm telling people is that you have to be able to hear two or more things going on at the same time and be able to separate them at the same time. 
And that's when you catch that ear. And when I was able to finally do that, man, I was hooked. <laughs> you know, I said, I never, I always say like a crackhead, a, a drug addict looking for that high again. It's like, you know, that's how I felt. I was like, okay, I caught it. I was able to put these two beats together. Now I want to do more. I want to do more. I want to do more. And it was like, from there, I just, I just took off. I just fell in love with it, man. <laughs> man, you said a mouthful. You yeah. know, especially when you said about when it comes to DJing, because I've told people the same thing. If you don't have the ear, then yeah. your life of a DJ is going to be very limited because yeah. you will not be able to mix a song. Not at all. You know, and, and I always tell people, I say, you have to be able to hear when that song overlaps or underlaps and be able to distinguish right you know you know you have a lead song you have a song that you're mixing in. you got to be able to distinguish what's going on in those songs and exactly. and and man that is so true and i hope you guys out there listening y'all really you know gravitated to what he said because that's important gotta have an ear it's it's hard and it's one of those things <clears throat> you know as, as years gone on i've worked with other guys younger guys coming into the game and, and that's the one thing i always try to teach them is that you have to be able to i was telling them i said close your eyes i said you don't mm -hmm. need to close your eyes and just listen and feel mm -hmm. and I, you'll know when it's right i said it takes some time but you'll know when it's right i said i can't describe it i said it just you it'll feel good you know it's like i don't know if you play golf but when you hit that ball perfect, you don't even feel it. That ball is gone. You're like, man, I hit that ball. Are you playing baseball? Or, or if you're playing football, you hit that hit or when you shoot that jump shot or whatever it may be that you're doing. When you do it right, it feels so good, but it feels effortless at the same time because you're not oh, yeah. letting it happen. So it, it's a beautiful, it's a science to this, as I tell people. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and those two songs make a distinct sound when they are lined up perfect. Oh, man, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, hey, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And it's a lot of us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, man, um, so what is it about the business that continues to push you to be a DJ? Um. I love the challenge, uh, and the challenge for me is I, it's at every event. I'm I'm not concerned about the people on the dance floor necessarily because they're there, but it's that person that's sitting across the room that's in his chair or in her chair, and I see those those fingers tapping and I see that feet tapping. My job is to get you up out your seat. So I love the challenge of who am I gonna get out here that I didn't that they didn't think they were gonna be out here tonight partying or dancing or people who just maybe not the biggest partier but all or haven't partied in a while so that's always my goal when i get to an event and once we get kind of going I'm, I'm always surveying the room i'm looking and seeing and i'm seeing who's there you know who your party people are i'm not worried about them but there's always that few that are there and it's like yeah you know my thing is i always have a rule there's no chair dancing allowed you got to get out your chairs come on let's go party we're here to celebrate let's party let's have fun so I always use that as my as my goal my goal throughout the night is how many of those people can I get up at least once or twice off the floor and then that makes my day because I always tell people you know it's never it's never been about the money in terms of when I started DJing I do this for the love for the, what what makes me I I get a thrill and a rush 
of making people feel good with music. Uh, music is therapy. And if I can find a way to heal you or to make you feel good through playing this music, that's what my goal is. So that's what motivates me and keeps me going in terms of just continue to try to be the best at what I do, to continue to to be creative, um, to continue to to you know I'm a crate digger. I, I like to dig in the crates and find those gems that people might have forgot about, or people that or hear a song that they didn't hear, maybe hear it in a different way than they're not used to hearing it. You know, so these things they 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 keep they motivate me to keep going, and that's why I love the DJ game because it's always it's ever evolving and. You know, even with the new things that are going on with the new school and, and a lot of the things, you know, we have to understand that, you know, they're just offspring of, of this music, of, of, you know, the new hip hop. It's different, but it's just the offspring of hip hop. So we can't can't dog it per, per se, because when we came up, they were dogging that. Said, oh, they never exactly. They were dogging. They never lasted. Here we are 40 years now. We still in hip hop. You can't go anywhere without hip hop. Hip hop's in pop cultures and commercials. It's in every sporting event. You take hip hop away, life would be pretty boring. Very pretty boring. Boring. Pretty plain. So these are the things that 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 push me, you know, and like I say, I'm 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 a vet. I guess I'm I'm an OG in this game now. 30 years, you know, I'm 51 years old, but I can still, you know, keep my I'm not trying to be young, but the DJ games keep me young. You know, this music keeps me young. It keeps me relevant. It makes me feel good. So I don't feel old, never have, and don't plan on it. <laughs> you know, that's why when you look at some of the real OGs out there DJing, we're all about the same age. You know, you, you look at your scratches and your, your flashes and your kid capris and all those guys and Funk Flex and all these. We're all OGs. We're all 50 plus. Jazzy Jeff, you know, we're all in our 50s. Still rocking out. You know, still relevant. So, th this thing, all that motivates me, man, it keeps me going. I really appreciate your response in regards to when you were talking about how you feel when, you know, the enjoyment that you get from seeing them enjoy themselves. And that's exactly how I feel. And it's just a wonderful thing to, to hear that and to see that hope. You know, I'm not the only one that feels this way because my greatest enjoyment out of DJing is seeing the people have a good time, being able to play something oh, that yeah. allows them to just, you know, just forget about anything that's taking place and just have a great time. And Absolutely. that, man, man, that makes me, that brings so much joy to me, dude. I can't even explain well, that's the how reason it makes I me do feel. this. That oh, is yeah. why. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's a good why to have because that should be the only why. Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. So, um, so I got another question for you. What, yes, in in your opinion, what separates you from other DJs? Um, and it may say cliche ish, um, in a lot of ways, but I I always said I'm the people's DJ, and <clears throat> that was the one thing that you know we always say. You know, too many times out there, there are DJs that I've seen that they play only what they want to hear. And I'm like, that's that's boring because everybody may not like what you like and yeah. it's not about you. And that's what I always try to make sure when it comes to me is it's about the people that, you know, that hired me to do the event for them. It's about the people, because without the people, you have nothing. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's all about 
you know, the people, you know, it's not about you. It's not about what you want to do. So, you know, I always say I'm the people's DJ because it's a, you never know what you're going to hear. But that's based upon my audience. <laughs> uh, 90% of the time, well, I have a game plan 100% of the time when I come into an event and just in preparation. But 90% of the time, it may go left. Because when I get there and I said, okay, after I did my research, I know this this particular audience is really heavy on, on R&B or, and then, or this particular office is really heavy on country and we're playing it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wow, you know, I may play some disco or some eighties and they're really feeling it. And I'm like, okay, well, we're going to stay here a little while longer because they are really into it. They like the country, but man, this eighties, they are in it right now. So let's stay here for a little while, have some more fun with it. And then, you know, as, as time goes, you can kind of pivot and go in a different direction. But you know, I try to make sure that I'm always taking care of my audience. I never try to please everybody. You do that, you'll, you'll set yourself up to fail because you're never going to make everybody happy. But as long as the masses are happy, then we're good. You know, and that's what I try to do is just to make sure I can make as many of those people feel good while we're doing it. Uh, we should be good. That's a good answer, man. That, uh, again, you know, I almost feel like I'm talking to myself. Uh, <laughs> Because in some, you know, in a roundabout way, we feel, you know, the same way. Yeah. Because, because for me, you know, and I tell people what separates me is, you know, the skill set is there. Right. It's what my hidden talent is, my understanding of my audience, as mm -hmm. far as what makes them tick. Right. And I, and I, and I operate solely in that vein. And if that means that we switch from hip hop to to reggaeton or from reggaeton to funk or wherever we may go, that's right. where we going. Exactly. You know, that's where we going. So again, it's refreshing to hear those responses because I can care wholeheartedly. I can care. Oh yeah, man. It, it's all about the audience, and I think oh, also. Yeah. If I can add to that, it's about you yeah. have to be you got to be diverse in this game if you want to stay in it, meaning that you can't be a one trick pony. I had to learn very early in my career. I never forget one of my uh, mentors when I first started DJing. He came up to me and, and he, he was a black guy who was doing a lot of other parties, meaning that he was doing a lot of audience. I was pretty much doing only black crowds. So I was doing pretty much R&B. And hip hop, and he was like, "You got to get more diverse. You got to do more pop. You got to do more other things." And I was like, "Eh, nah, I don't want to do that. That's I don't like it. That mm -hmm. more that music's not fun to me." He was like, "I'm telling you, he's like, just listen to me, hear me out, and and you need to do that because you're gonna make yourself a lot more uh, diverse, and you're gonna make yourself, you're gonna get yourself more business that way." And I was like, "Eh, mm -hmm. I don't want it." I was young, I was green in the game, and I, he was like, "I'm telling you, you got to listen." And it wasn't but maybe four or five years later. I was doing all those parties that he had told me to do five years prior. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, man, you're right. I should have listened to you. He was like, it's all right, but I, you're going to need to, to diversify yourself. You got to get broader out there. It's, it's so much more than that little window in that little box you were putting yourself in. Yeah. And you just have yeah. to be able to do that. And once you learn how to be more diverse and play other genres of music, man, you, you'll be surprised how much and how wider your reach will be. And that's what I have okay. to learn. Very. That means that you can go to the ocean and fish for anything. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you it's, know, it, it you know, was amazing. amazing. Yeah. And and looking at it from a business standpoint, you know, to limit ourselves, you're limiting your business. 
So exactly. if your whole option or your whole objective is to be successful, then you have to be diverse. You got to. Yeah, because it's those it's those diverse events where you can really make the big bucks. Oh man, big time, big time. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you know we we talked about you know or you talked about um, how you like to play to others. So mm-hmm. my next question is this: So for yourself, what is your go-to music? My go-to, if it's if I had a preference and if I did if what I wanted to do, I'm an old school hip hop head. I came up on hip hop and R and B, so I'm I'm an '80s '90s hip hop. That's that's me. Old school, particularly '80s. I love the '80s, so you know I'm I'm old school with my my EPMDs and and and, and uh, my BDPs and, and Dougie Fresh and all of those. You know the old schools. So I love that that pocket. You know. So I can go there anytime. And the beautiful part about it is that in that particular genre, that music is timeless. And, I don't, and I'm picking, I, I say the 80s particularly because that's where it all started. But I don't care to this day. That party's going to rock it. I don't care what audience is there because that music has come back so many times that the other diverse audiences are, are enjoying the music too. And it goes back to my previous comment when I said hip hop is everywhere. You can't turn on the TV. Or commercial, what I was seeing, I'm like, here it is. You know, they the tag team doing scoop, there it is. You know, mm-hmm. people probably never even realized that song maybe back in the day, but here it is, 35 some years later, this song is back. Oh, like yeah. it never left. With a <laughs> and everybody's rocking to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's know? with a vengeance. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's man. That's good. So, you know what we're gonna do now, we're gonna stop this uh segment here. And we're okay. going to get in just what you say you like. We're going to get into some 80s hip hop. So y'all check out this mix and we'll be back after the mix. All Thank right. You. Go. You are in the mix with the All Hearty Death Party. Sunroof to keep you suckers tripping. Everybody's looking. If you're jealous, turn around. The AMG kick keeps us closer to the ground. We're getting good grip from the 50 series tires. The Alpine's bumping, but I need the volume higher. Cause the 808 kick drum makes the girlies get dumb. We're rolling Rainier, and the jealous wanna get some. Every time we do this, sucker MCs wanna battle. I'm the man they love to hate, the JRU Wing of Seattle. Picked up the posse on 23rd and Jackson, heading for the strip. Yes, we're looking for some action. The limo's kinda crowded, the whole car was leaning back. Maharaji's watching TV with two girlies on his lap. On Martin Luther King, the set looks kinda dead. We need a new street. So posse move ahead, and we all look kinda suave. The crew you can't forget. The mix a lot, posse cola ripping up the set. My posse's on Broadway. My posse's on Broadway. Yeah. My posse's on Broadway. My posse's on Broadway. Woke up quick. About noon, just thought that I had to be in Compton soon. I gotta get drunk before the day begins, before my mother starts. 
about my friends. About to go and damn near went blind. Young ticket at the pad throwing up gang signs. Ran in the house and grabbed my clip with the Mac 10 on the side of my hip. Bailed outside and pointed my weapon. Just as I thought, the fools kept stepping. Jumped in the foe, hit the juice on my ride. I got front and back and side to side. Then I let the Alpine play. play. Bumpin' new issue buying WA. It was gangster, gangster at the top of the list. Then I played my old issue. It went something like this. Cruising down the street in my 6-4. Jocking the freaks. Clocking the dough. Went to the park to get the scoop. Knuckleheads out there, cold shooting some hoops. A car pulls up, who can it be? A fresh El Camino rolling Kilo G. He rolled down his window and he started to say, It's all about making that GTA. Cause the boys in the hood are always hard. You come talking that trash, we'll pull your car. Knowing nothing in life but to be legit. Don't quote me, boy, I ain't said nothing yet. <laughs> Never missing a spot, yes. yes. Caressing your back with chest to chest, you kissing on my freckles. I never around your ears before I suck up on your neck. Oh, money. Yeah, that's what you'll be screaming and cringing. But it's not a wet dream, it's the real. The big dog, dog nasty. Never letting the kitty cat get past me without picking it up. Pet, teasing, taking it on home and pleasing it. Cause we're the freaks of the industry. Use a freak, money, baby. The freaks of the industry And when you see us backstage Be prepared to cheat Say your G Nobody else is singing G Check out my melody, hand out a cigar I'm letting knowledge be born and my name's the R AKI am not like the rest of them, I'm not on the list That's what I'm saying, I drop times like a scientist My melodies in the cold of every next episode Has the mic off and distorting, ready to explode I keep the mic at Fahrenheit, feed them seeds and make them cola The listener's system is kicking like solar As I memorize, advertise like a poet Keep you going when the flow is smooth enough You know it's rough, that's why the mural on my story I tell a B, nobody be the R, check out my melody. So order my microphone fiend, addicted soon as I seen one of these form C's so they don't have to scream. I couldn't wait to take the mic, flow into it to test it, let my melody play. Then a record suggested I'm dropping bars, but I say peace and calm. Any MC that disagree with me, wave your arm. And I'll break when I'm through break and I'll leave you broke. Drop the mic when I'm finished and watch it smoke. So stand back, you wanna rap all the back and wait. I won't push, I won't beat around the bush. I wanna break upon those who are not supposed to. 
you might try, but you can't get close to Because I'm number one, competition is none I measure with the heat that's made by sun Whether playing ball or bobbing in the hall I just writing my name in graffiti on the wall They shouldn't have told me, you said you controlled me So now a contest is what you owe me Pull out your money, pull out your cut, pull up a chair My name is Rockin' My Law And I'm raised in Barrage, switch it around It still comes out all so easily Will I E-M-C-E-E My repetition of words Just check out my melody Some bass and treble is moist Scratching and cutting a voice And when it's mine That's when the rhyme is always choice I wouldn't have came and said my name And run the same week Putting blurs and slurs And words that don't fit in a rhyme Why waste time on the microphone I take this more serious Than just a poem Drop from party to party Backyard to yard I tear it up, y'all And bless the mic with the guards I guess that I'm fresh on what I manifest. I never hold it, hold it, hold it. What's going on? Okay, I guess what's the what's the what's the purpose of you stopping me? Yo, man, yo, kick the rounds. He was just kicking at me a while ago. Rapping super claim to be the epitome of this game. Button like a heart, rugged and rough. Soft like butter, creamy like a buff on the mic. No sense, no sense, no sense. Just listen to the gangster and I will convince all. All that my power of speech. The title of the gangster they tried to impeach, but um, it is protected by the black and the red. It's not true, all gangsters are dead. Not a gangster with a gun doing crime, none of that. Killer MC with the rockers, I'm the gangster. Of In fact, exact, I'm the diamond in black Coming full force on and power that's back For all the party people, this is a fact For all the pioneers, I'm going way back Way back, way back, way back That is funky, funky, funky fresh Yo, you just kicking that We'll be alright to 88 See me, you can't sound like Shan or the one Marley. Cause Shan and Marley Marlin, my rhyme I like to say. Picking up the mic, my name don't know what to say. Saying hip hop started out in Queensbridge. Saying lies like that, man, you know them can't live. So I tell them again, me come to tell them again. Guan, tell them again, me come to tell them again. Tell them again, me come to tell them again. Guan, tell them again, me come to tell them. Manhattan keeps on making it, Brooklyn keeps on taking it, Bronx keeps creating it, and Queens keeps on faking it. Bitch, 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 bitch
So I fell into the groove of the wax and I said, how could I move the crowd? First of all, ain't no mistakes allowed. 
Here's the instructions, put it together It's simple, ain't it? But quite clever Some of you been trying to write rhymes for years But we got this, irritate my ears Is this the best that you can make? Cause if not, and you got more, I'll wait But don't make me wait too long Cause I'ma move on the dance floor When they put something smooth on So turn up the bass, it's better when it's loud Cause I like to move the crowd In my day, but just like the wind, they've all blown away. See, to love someone, it's an atmosphere that you both still share when one's not there. There's no real way it can be explained. I guess it's the way I fire when I hear your name. It's the little things you do that mean so much. It's the care that you put into every touch. It's the way I trust you and you trust me. I guess some of us are so lucky. I was known for having the upper hand. I was known as a stone cold ladies man. If it wasn't for you, I'd be that way still. But lately, there's a change in Jalil. Though my friends play games and tease me a lot, I know I'm more than happy with what I've got. When I get up in the morning and go to work, you see, all day long I stay alert until we come home at night and close the door. Two people share one common core. When I say one love, you can trust me. Cause never have I been so lucky. One love, one love. 
need no coke. They say they sick and tired of snatching down bars. Cause all the tow trucks is making it hard. And by the time they get in to your pad, you done flush it down the toilet. And now they're mad. And so they mad as hell to take you to jail. But you out the next minute. Cause you post bail. And on the very next day, you say, what the heck? You get a letter in the mail and it's a theory, Jay. And you're jumping up and down cause it ain't no case. And to the police, that is a waste. But yeah, rock man, you'll see it soon. And you won't hear that, you'll hear a boom. You can't stop it, baby. Push that around.
name was? A mixed match of spade and I'm ready to rock. Today's curricular, I'll emphasize Like a game Inflicting pain, slain so tough and rough Suckers can't catch up, can't catch up, can't catch up With the smooth momentum Smooth momentum Every place they said his name, it rang an alarm. 
Tom, a brother who's known for his rap, Jabby Jack. Larry Lad, third, least not last, a cool brother by the name of Gas. Face brothers made you get loose, they was down with a brother called Cousin Bruce. They used to jam in the center, you had to pay so you could enter. Go to the door, get frisked, just in order to get in. And if you wasn't from this town, then you couldn't fight and win. But every time they had a jam, they couldn't get no peace. So that's why the jams out there in the parks, they had to seize, cause you was in the bridge. Hello, wisdom G, I'm manifesting, understanding, understood, so there's no need for keep your guessing. Follow me now, see? See, I be rocking. The second hand is ticking, still the posse don't be clocking. Controllers of the clock be ticking closer to the point. Rock this funky joint, keep joint. I'm glad y'all are back. We back. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that 80s hip-hop mix. So we're going to get into some of the do's and don'ts from from your perspective. Okay. Uh, so the first uh, question I have for you on the second segment. Uh, what is one of your biggest do's as a DJ? Uh, my biggest do's as a DJ, for me, it's all about preparation. Um I don't care if I'm if if I'm mm-hmm. happen to do a club event, a small event, or if I'm doing you know a corporate event, wedding, whatever it may be. It's all about the preparation. I'm big on detail and organization. So, no matter what the event is, you're going to get the same setup and the pregame that I go through for every event. So I'm making sure you know with my clients, we've we've gone over everything we're going to be doing for that particular event. 
um, you know, playlist wise, as far as music, we're going to make sure we have all that together. Uh, we're going to make sure that, you know, if it's weddings, then, you know, we got all the announcements, we got all the names pronounced uh, correctly. So we got them all spelled out how everything's going to be. So basically just make sure the organization's always there. I'm, I'm big on organization. I'm really, really big on timeliness and, and being on time you know any event that i go to especially with my weddings i'm always there two to four hours prior to the event setting up most of the time it's three to four and it just depends on where i'm at, where i have to be what time because i had to find out early in the game when you start this you just never know things may happen it could be traffic it could be um you get there and the venue doesn't have this or maybe they put you in a different location but you need to have time to adapt and adjust and that's the one thing i've learned early in the game and I, I took that and ran with it from there, just to being uh, organized, being timely, and pretty much be prepared for anything. I think being in the game 30 years, I've pretty much seen it all. <laughs> Everything's pretty much that could have gone wrong or could have happened to me has happened. But it's all about what do you do to prevent that from happening. And basically, you say, know your history so you don't repeat it in a bad way. Uh, so make sure, that's why I always make sure I'm organized there early in case I need to pivot, make an adjustment, or do something else. And um probably the biggest thing no matter how bad the situation could or could could be i never panic i try not I, i've just been in there and seen it enough that i don't panic because if you panic and the people see you panic meaning your clients or whoever else then that's just not a good vibe so i always try to reassure to my clients i always tell them i said look i try to make i try to make sure that i am the least of your problem and understand that i have a microphone which means i have power and that means i can make things happen so relax <laughs> and we're gonna be okay we're gonna get through this so that's probably my biggest thing as, as DJs to do yeah and i'm i'm gonna hit you with a lyric that i know you know and this is something that i have lived by since the first day i heard it calm under pressure no need to act here right <laughs> exactly <laughs> and dude i live and die by that statement exactly you can't panic you can't freak out because stuff will happen i mean it's even as, as nowadays i mean you know i've been doing a lot of streaming and there have been times where pewter has crashed on me and serato's crashed on me in the middle of my set and i got a lot live streaming i got an audience yeah. in there that's rocking and all of a sudden the music goes out well oh, yeah. okay what do you do <laughs> you do what all djs do we talk it out we figure it yeah, out. We, we work it yeah, out. We talk to the audience. We buy some time. We yeah. pivot. You know, we do yeah. what we got to do. And it's happened to me live when I'm doing yeah. an event. Serato crashes yeah. on me. And it's like, it happens. Yeah. What do you do? You improvise. I mean, I had a set yeah. one time when I was doing a party and the song just went off. And the crowd, I mean, we was turned up. It was packed <laughs> dance floor. They looking at me, booty DJ. And I'm like, oh, no. You know, technically things happen. Yeah. So what do we do? We just break it to a beat. I just started banging on the table. We just started, the beat kept going. I was like, we don't need no music. Meanwhile, I'm rebooting and fixing everything. And they like, oh, oh yeah. and I'm just crowd participation. And oh, yeah. not even uh, less than a minute later, we back up and running. I dropped the beat right on, on beat when they were clapping. And it's like, oh, you know, today, yeah. you know. So yeah. it's all about what you do. I, me and my wife for the, forever have always said, we're the kings and queens of lemonade. So we're going to oh, make yeah. it taste good. <laughs> no oh, matter yeah. how bad it may be <laughs> man and it's you know people have no idea of some of the issues that oh, we have because we don't we don't we don't throw up on them oh no not at all yeah and something man, goes wrong that's not on you that's on me and i'm gonna fix oh, it oh yeah 
and oh, I yeah. try to fix it before you even realize because people don't realize it like what you said oh my god there's so many things that go wrong in the back end of it that we see and mm-hmm. you're like oh snap this is gonna be a problem but they'll never know you know mm-hmm. there have been times when my computer you know something has happened with an update happened one time and I didn't realize that the update was coming in booted it up and all of a sudden the update started going in the middle of everything but I'm always prepared as a backup I, I keep my iPad with me just with a playlist mm-hmm. of music on there in case I need to buy some time or something happens and I got a go-to folder or two or three here that I can play and it'll seamlessly go right into what I need to do while I fix what I need to fix and get right back to what I'm doing but Dude, the people I, will never know yeah, they never I, know because I never <laughs> let them see that you know yeah. two, two of my biggest issues that I've had is early when I when I switched over to digital, you know, taking shortcuts on the laptop instead of getting the recommended yeah. computer. Yeah, man, I did that as well. You know, but Dude. you do what you got to do, what you can, what you can afford, and what you can do. At oh the yeah. Time. So yeah. you make it happen, but at the end of the day, yeah, you, you'll find out when you're like, yeah, I can't short there. <laughs> man, dude, I um, I'm in the middle of a, a reception. Oh. And I got the blue screen on my computer. Oh, not the blue screen of death. That's terrible. Dude, We've been blue there. screen. I had it too. Yeah, so I had to reboot. You know, we walking through everything. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm killing y'all from, from the words say go. As soon as this computer oh, yeah. comes up. Bush your I got to make y'all forget everything that just took place. Exactly. Exactly. Man. And we end up having an epic event from that point on. Oh, man, there it is. It's all about how you yeah, adapt so. and adjust on the fly. And that's, I think that's what separates us as, as DJs and good DJs. Oh, yeah. To be able oh, to yes. do that, you know. Oh, yes. So, on the same token, you gave me your do's. What would be one of your don'ts? <sighs> and it's probably becoming a bigger problem now uh, in this era now. For me, I don't really particularly want to play the uncut versions of songs. And I know a lot of my clients are like, no, 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 this is what I want. But what I try to reiterate to the client is that, you know, you got to understand something. I said, every time I DJ an event, I'm always auditioning for the next event. And I said, sometimes that might be the first time somebody has ever heard me. And I don't want to be in there playing uncut versions of songs. That's just inappropriate. You know, I know that's what you want, but as a, as, as a business owner, you have to understand my perspective. And I'm like, the song is not going to change the way you turn up because when the first time you might've heard it, it might've been on the radio for all I know, you know, but I'm having an issue with that lately. And I just actually, I've told all my clients, you know, unless it's a situation where the hall is cool with it and we having a situation where there are no kids in there, no children. And it's definitely one of those things I can make sure that the room is is okay for that, then I'll do it. Um, and it's always about the venue. I mean, when you're in the club, you can pretty much do whatever. That's not an issue. But when I'm doing private events, I don't like and I don't want to do any uh uncut version. It's just it just leaves a bad taste, it's a bad vibe. I'm not comfortable with it. You know, there's a time and place for everything. That is my yeah. thing. And a lot of these venues, you got to understand, too, I tell people, it's not just you, but I said, I might be in a hotel or I might be in, 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 in a corporate building where they have other events going on. And the last thing you want to hear is dropping F-bombs left and right of this one where you walking past the room and they peep in and they say, oh, Rally Rail's in there. 
Well, guess what? I might have just turned away five, seven potential clients because they heard a certain song playing and now they're putting that on me because they don't go to the client. They're looking at the DJ who's spinning it and they're like, they don't know that the client wanted to hear this song and they oh, specifically no. asked for that song. All they know is that they walk past this corporate room in this corporate facility or a, a private or whatever it may be and they're hearing this kind of music coming out and they're relating it to me. Yeah. And that could hurt my business. So Yeah, you're, that's you're in control. You're the teacher. Exactly. They don't yeah. know. You know, so all of a sudden I got my students running my class. That's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so that's, no. that's my, probably my biggest don't right now. Um, I don't really do it. And I'm like, if you got a problem with it, then I'm not the guy for you. I have you no know, problem telling them that, yeah. you know. So, you and know. for me, I even go at me. That's the question that's on my phone. You know, explicit. And a lot of times, what the situation is, even if they check that they want the unedited versions, I make a corporate decision and I don't play it. Exactly. Because of that, like yourself, you know, and and the last thing that I ever want is, is for someone to take an isolated event and try right. to sum me up as a business owner or a DJ. Exactly. That's the word. Because that know. event does not define me. Exactly. Yeah, so no, I that, feel you on that. Yeah, and, that's that's probably my biggest right now, man. That, 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 yeah. that hurts me a lot. So I have a, I deal with that a lot, but I, I it, not as much as I as I had to, but I put it out there early, so it's never an issue. Yeah. So in uh, in our business and what we do, what is one of those things from you know what is one of those things from your your end that you don't like or approve of that you see in the industry? Um. I think a lot of the stuff that I'm seeing that I'm not too cool with is, you know, I'm dealing with a lot of halls like we all do, but now all these halls are starting to try to get into the the, the DJ game in terms of the other things that we offer, such as uplighting and things like that. Monogram. And I, I got a problem with the fact that they're trying to come in and do things that, you know, I don't come into the halls and all of a sudden I'm bringing food because I want to cater too. So let us do what we do because what i've seen a lot of especially when it comes to uplighting and everything everybody wants to buy up lights now and put them in their hall and try to upsell it to the client but the problem is you don't do the things that we do that also go with uplighting it's not like i just set up a light turn on the color and it's done well yeah when the, when the party starts i've changed in the lights or i may have a design that when a certain song comes on these lights are going to do this they're going to do that and they're they don't do that. So I've seen many halls yeah. when I've done these, when they didn't want to go uplighting with me, they go with the hall, which is your decision. You do what you want. But those lights stayed the same the entire night. Nobody changed them. Nothing ever happened. And I'm like, you know, y'all just doing this just to get, a, you know, that extra money, but you're not giving that full service to that client because those clients have no idea how much more those lights can do. <laughs> so I kind of have a feel a certain kind of way when they're trying to get into our industry, so to speak. And like I said, I don't come to your hall and try to serve food. You know, I'm not going to start bringing food in there. I'm going to stay in my lane, basically, and <laughs> do what I do. So between that and then I'm also running a lot of issues with some of these wedding planning companies that I might run across where they're trying to control everything. And I'm, I'm not you're not going to control me or tell me what I can can and can't do. It's not about you telling me I don't work for you, first of all. <laughs> and I'm starting to see a lot of that where they're trying to dictate everything. It's like, no, we can work together, 
Um, but this is how we're going to do this. We're going to work together, you know, because ultimately we have a client, a mutual client that we're trying to take care of. So it would behoove you for us to work together so that we can make sure this event runs off, runs off without a hitch. And a lot of times, you know, I'm starting to see some of these, some of the, not all a lot of them, but there's a, there's, there's a handful of them that really like to try to take control of everything. And I'm like, you know, I don't work for you. <laughs> so, you know, I'm I, I not not too cool with that so you know as long as we work together everybody get along we're gonna have a great day great event and everybody's gonna be happy you know, ultimately the client yeah i feel you on that because that, yeah. that those are two big things man and and i don't approve yeah, that, of it myself you know nah, they irk me drive me crazy and i'm like i'm not about to do this and you know and i and it is what it is i mean you know we deal with it all the time like say everybody's doing uplighting and everything so it's like whatever you know but they have no idea what they really can do with this <laughs> yeah and i think one of our biggest um things that we can do in regards is 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 educate the client because exactly. that's where it starts and a lot of people they just don't know and if they yeah. knew they'll make different decisions so right. i think we have to like we're doing so many situations we have to adapt and put in processes that points those clients back in our direction right. by us educating them and letting them know the do's right. and don'ts exactly exactly because yeah. it's 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 nothing like for me it's nothing like i'm working a wedding and they hired a planner and i right. end up doing what the planner's supposed to do Man, that's ninety percent of the things I'm doing. I'm looking at them like, and they paid you how much to do this, and you're not even doing exactly. your job. You so worried exactly. about what about what I'm doing? I'm like, don't worry about me. I'm fine. But yeah. you should be doing it. That's not on me. I mean, I don't know how many times when I do these weddings. I mean, and I'm I'm pretty much a one man show for the most part. I've always kind of been by myself. I have, may have some roadies to come help me break down and set up at times, but typically, myself and. Mm -hmm. From the time that the bridal party arrives, and I'm speaking especially for weddings, when the bridal party arrives and we're trying to roll everything, you know, my coordination is with the hall who's serving the food and, and getting everybody prepared for dinner. But I'm out there like, okay, let's get everybody lined up for introductions. Let me make sure we're all ready to go. We're on schedule. You know, we're trying to stay on and, and get everybody lined up, make sure we got them pronounced right and everything else. And a lot of the time, like, where's your coordinator or who's supposed to be running this that you pay? They're not even around. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not coordinating with me. So we can say, hey, are they here? They're ready. OK, let's go get them going. Let's, let's get everybody to their seats and everything. And, and you know, we're supposed to be work, uh, like a well-oiled machine the way we should work together. And that doesn't always happen, unfortunately. Nope. Nope. So, I'm, yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, and that's one of those things we can talk about for, you know, the rest of our existence. <laughs> you ain't kidding, man. <laughs> yeah. It's so many stories, man. Man, look, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this next one, man. You you kind of touched on this, but uh, uh -huh. hopefully we can get a little bit more in depth. Yeah. Now I have a I have a question for you that has an A and B. Okay. What type of DJ are you? A the DJ that plays what you like, or B the DJ that plays to the crowd. And if A or B, explain. And I know you've kind of touched on this, but, mm -hmm. you know, kind of go a little bit more in detail in regards oh, yeah. to that. Well, I'm definitely, I'm all about the people. So typically with 
you know, and that comes when I say I do my research before my event and preparation. Okay, what kind of crowd am I working? What kind of event is this? What kind of party are we going to be doing? What kind of audience is going to be there? So I'll have my game plan, meaning I'm going to play what I need, what I what I feel that this crowd is going to want to hear based upon the criteria of my research prior and preparation before that. Once we get there, you know, I'll take requests at times, depending on the event. And I'll see where my audience is at. And that's when I'm kind of reading my crowd because I'm like, well, these, you know, the client said they wanted all, you know, 80s pop. And when I get there, this crowd, I'm playing the songs that you guys wanted to hear. And they're not really feeling it. But I'll slide in another song or two here that might be of a different genre and kind of see what kind of reaction I get based upon what I've seen so far. Now I'm looking, I'm like, oh, wait a minute this particular group they like this particular country song this particular group they like this r&b song right here they like this 90s r&b oh okay let's go here so now i've gotten away from what the the client per se wants and i'm like you know i always tell them i said trust me this is why you hired me this is what i do i'm gonna feed off my because i feed off of them so i'm very interactive when i'm djing meaning that i'm talking to you I'm picking with people, you know, I'll say, I, I see you out there. I see you with your dress. Oh, you took your shoes off? Oh, okay. You ready to go now, huh? Okay. Oh, you got the hair pulled oh, back yeah. in the scrunchie? Oh, okay. It's about to go down now, y'all. Let's go. She's ready. You know, I'll see the guy. Mm -hmm. He took his tie off. I'm like, okay. Party started. Bob took his tie off. Y'all better watch out. It's about to go down, you know. So I'm reading my audience the whole time. So I'm going to play to them, but I'm also going to slide it in the stuff that I know that they're going to probably want to boogie and party to as well because a lot of times they don't even know that I slipped something in them past them on the song that they didn't even think that they would probably like but I said okay I'm going to make you hear this song maybe in a way you didn't do it you know when it comes to the way I may mix it the way I may blend it and things like that so I'll uh I definitely will play to the audience first and foremost I'm always about you know the people it's all about them because I feed off of them if I make them happy and I get the reaction that I think I should get out of them then that's going to keep me going and I'll know where I need to go from there based upon just my experience and being around it yeah good good take and 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 I'm with you I'm I'm totally about the crowd and and I'll say this you know it's a B and it's a small A with me because yeah. my A is based on what I said earlier. Right. I feel my audience. So I know there's things that I like based on my audience that they're going to like because I have a wide range of things that I like. Right. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in a box. I'm almost like, like when you open up a box and, and the balloons just fall, you know, come out, they go all over. Right. So that's what, you know, for me, I have a wide range of what I like. So I find yeah. that a lot of things that I like that my audience likes as well. So I'm able to interject some of those. But for oh, the absolutely. most part, I'm dictated by my crowd, my audience. And Oh, yeah, for sure. It's all about the people. Because without the audience, oh, yeah. you got nothing. DJs are nothing without an audience. <laughs> nothing. And I always nothing. tell we, my we, we don't survive. We don't live yeah. without all. Oh, exactly. And I always tell my clients, uh, you know, we can do this one or two ways. We can play solely what you want to hear, or we can see what you like, and you can allow me to find what the audience like, and we'll mix both of those together, and we'll have a beautiful gumbo. There you go. Nothing like that good gumbo, man. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> nothing <Man>. like it. <laughs> As I say, nothing like good groceries. <laughs> nothing like it, bro. 
So, so this next question is a is a is a big one for me. Um, do you think that mixing is important? And if yes, do you also feel like it's a lost art in today's time? <sighs> mixing is ultimately is a super duper important to me. Um, I've never been. I'm fascinated with the, the the tricks and the battle DJ type stuff, turntablers. I'm not turn. I'm a mixologist. That's that's what I do. That's my specialty. That's my forte. I will I will blend and mix the songs that you had. You look at me and said, "There's no way in the world you should be mixing these two songs together," but I like it. <laughs> so that is always my my thing is is being a mixologist and mixing is essential because I mean. We can all slam songs, meaning you know you just dropping songs after left and right, and no transition, just slamming songs. And in certain instances, you could get away with that. But my thing is, I don't want the party to stop. And, and uh, unfortunately, sometimes with, with some of my white audience, they're not used to sometimes the mixing, so I have to kind of ease them into it because a lot of times they're used to a song playing and then it'll stop, and then the next song will start. Well, my thing is, I don't want the party to stop, so that song i'm gonna blend it and transition right into the next song and you won't even realize the song switch to the lyrics change you're like wait a minute, that's a different song and i'm like yeah just keep party don't worry about it don't just keep moving you'll be fine i got you you know um in this day and era now and i would say more so with the new generation of, of djs there's not uh i don't see the mixing skills that i would like to see uh at least the way i was when i came up in the game and this is the reason we always had this big debate being seducer serato or if you're on turntables and vinyl and everything i don't care what you're rocking as long as you rock the audience i don't care if you're playing eight tracks if, if you're rocking all because the, the audience don't care so i don't want it's not about that debate my debate is you need to know how to mix and you need to know how to blend properly because you know there's people i've seen it and it drives me nuts you know and i don't judge when people dj and i'm out i don't bother them i don't I let them do their thing they're working i don't bother them. but my ears can't lie to me <laughs> so when i'm hearing guys trying to mix songs and i'm like why are you trying to mix two different songs with with words because it's not sound like a big old argument i'm like that's not what you do <laughs> you yeah. know words, so, you don't mix words on words right you mix words words sound like argument you know and i'm like that's not mm -hmm. what you're doing you know so i think with the new school djs you know a lot of them are like you know oh, og trying to tell no nah, it's not even that and this is the difference between the old school DJs and new schools because I came up on vinyl and records. So there was no Serato when we came up. So None. it's not a big deal for me. I could DJ with records. I could I don't need I could take and I always tell the new DJs, I said, okay, here's the challenge for you. Close your laptop or cover up your screen and go ahead and DJ and see how you do. Oh, Never yeah. fade. Man, it doesn't bother me at all. I'm like, I I still rock vinyl to this day. You know, yeah. so it's not a big deal to me, but I think that art is not is lost because I always tell every new DJ, new DJ out there, said, fine with the controllers. I love controllers as well. I'm I love my turntables first and foremost, but I still rock controllers because it's just easier to move around when we're doing these events. Mm -hmm. Easy on the back. But I always tell new DJs, I said, if you get the chance, you need to get on some turntables. Just so you can have a feel and you can understand the the history behind it and know how it all began in a sense you know and it shouldn't be that difficult because now the even with turntables it's it's so integrated with the digital concept that it's really not a big deal but i said if you get a chance to play records and play vinyl you know with the needles and everything i said you'll see how we had to count bpms 
in our head because we didn't organize. I don't know how you. I didn't organize my records by BPM coming up. I had crates by genre. <laughs> had hip hop crate, had R and B crate, had reggae crate, had pop crate, had this crate, and you just knew what songs went with what. Now it's so easy for DJs nowadays. They just pop in everything in this new hip hop generation is all seventy to seventy five BPM. The songs yeah. sound just alike. Nothing changes. So it sounds like one long track. And yeah. so new school DJs, all they're doing is looking at their screen and matching BPMs, and that's it. Yeah. You know, and there's no diverse, there's no originality, there's no creativity. And that's what I'm all about. I'm a mixologist, I'm a blend, I'm a I'm gonna take two songs and bring the two worlds together and have people who never would have listened to uh Neil Diamond and hip hop together. They're like, What are you doing? But exactly. You like it though. You like I would have never yeah. heard I've heard the song, but I've never heard it this way. <laughs> exactly. So that's my goal. And and that's probably my biggest thing is, you know, I don't knock the new the new school DJs. I just think you should know your history and, and learn about it and, and then you will have a better appreciation because if you learned I said being able to DJ on vinyl has made me a better DJ today. Because I knew how to to play records before there was computer screens and all of that Serato face because that's the biggest thing these guys don't look at their audience because they're so busy trying to make sure they read the BPMs you didn't even miss this crowd you ain't even looking at them so how are they engaging yeah. with this audience so that's why mm-hmm. I have a problem most of their, with new yeah. school DJs yeah most of their time is spent looking down instead yeah, of looking I'm like you don't even look you don't even see who out there you look up and the people yeah. are gone because you're so busy trying to find the next same record <laughs> yeah 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 and it and it and I've, I've echoed some of those same sentiments. It, it is such a blessing to have learned how to do this craft when we learn. Yeah. Because there is nothing like <laughs> vinyl. Man, and, look. and the entire experience of vinyl, you know, of, you know, and, and me and some of my friends, we joke and laugh, but and I'm pretty sure when I say this, you're going you're gonna to feel the same way. It's nothing like going to look for one of your records and somebody put your record in the wrong place or the wrong place. Uh, man, you want to talk about losing a, a gasket? Dude, <laughs> that is not where that crate was or where that record was in that crate. It was six records back. It should have been right here turned this way. Exactly. I know how many records I had. I know where I put this, you know. Exactly. And yeah. I had two copies of it and I missed exactly. it one because you put it in the same sleeve. This one's empty. Why? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Why didn't you put the record in the white sleeve? Man, look, you talk about it. You better have a fight, man. <laughs> or yeah, find so. out one of your records is missing. Yeah. Man, so look. so it <laughs> yeah, it it is a gift to have learned back then. And one of the things that I always tell, you know, younger guys. Um, one of the things that I really appreciate about learning how to DJ when I learned is when I learned how to do this crap, uh, we had lyrics, but we were mixing a lot of instrumentals all the time, a lot of them. And what that did without me even knowing, it programmed my mind to lock into the sequence of a beat. Yep. Right away. I don't even have to know the lyrics. Uh-huh. Once I lock into the sequence, I know where the breaks are. Know where the breaks are. And in your mind, you're going, well, I know what's going to go with this. This mm-hmm. song just came out. Or this song was out here. And I know. And I'll line mm-hmm. those songs up, those crates up, knowing that these yep. going to probably rock with this this tempo right here. 
you know, yep. and you know, this generation doesn't know about, you know, we didn't have we didn't have a loop function. <laughs> we oh, had no two sir. records. We had two records that we had to keep repeat and and bright bringing back. That's why we, you know, we always had two copies of everything. You know, I was always explaining exactly. Like, that's why we had two copies to keep that song going. I said we had, you couldn't mm-hmm. just hit a loop function and top it, tack it in, and it's good. That's why I say the new school way of DJ made my life easier because oh man, you know I can do all this all day. I'm like oh I can set a loop, man. Yeah. Trying to yeah. do that back in the day. <laughs> so yeah. we had stickers on our records and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And the appreciation they don't and see and and it's and and I'm not being judgmental in what I'm about to say. I understand, but mm-hmm. it's hard to appreciate something when you didn't have to walk down these streets. Man. Because like you said with the two copies, we didn't mix words on top of words. I had to mix the instrumental in with the then come right back and grab right. the other record and mix that in to get the vocal. Exactly. To have a great mix. Oh, unless yeah. that record, unless that record that I'm mixing in had a natural intro itself. Oh yeah, and we only had plus or minus eight on the pitch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, you go exactly. up, you go up to a hundred now. You know. Yeah. And, so and not only that, you got you got pitch and time with Serato. That even pitch and time. That even and you got key locks. You yeah. got keys, so you can lock it in a certain key no matter what. I said. We couldn't do that. I said, we would sound like Smurfs. you trying to mix some of these records and these oh, yeah. tempos yeah. and try to yeah. switch the speed up. Nah. Yeah. So and I had I a said, guy ask me. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no I was like, go ahead. You, you good. I had a guy ask me, so do you mix in key? I said, no, I don't mix in key. I don't have to. I right. said, that happens automatically in my head. I don't have exactly. to go look and see, oh, G, I mean, uh, uh, K8 and K8. I said, I don't do that. I, I said, know, I don't right. know. Right, I don't yeah, know what I all know that what is. Should and shouldn't be played together. <laughs> right, you, you know, know, I'm like keys. I'm like, huh? I'm like, no. I, all I need, and I, like I say, BPM was just new to me. I didn't, you know, we know how to count in our head. Yeah, you know, hit that four count. And I'm like, okay, this is probably here, but it never was like this is an 80 BPM crate or this is. I mean, with my vinyl, I never, I never did that. Dude, uh, I never, was, I didn't know what BPMs were until I went to digital. I didn't either. I ain't gonna lie. You know, yeah, I mean, I yeah, knew about I, it, but I never, that wasn't my foundation of it. I was like, we going by genre, you yeah, know, and I dude. knew what was old school, what was new school, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and I said that that's the whole art. That's the one thing that I wish the young guys could have an experience is going crate digging. I said, uh, you know, I belong to record pools, but we had about here in Cleveland, you know, we had about three, four, five record stores coming up that we could go to. And then you had those gym record stores that were off in the cut that got all the imports, stuff that came from all over the country mm-hmm. that they got mm-hmm. in those white labels. You know all about those. those oh, of course. Exclusive cuts. And it's like you do Friday and Saturday morning. You better get to that record store early because everybody trying to get that exclusive cut for that set that night. And you go up yep. in the store and all the DJs is in there trying to get them records. And everybody trying to make sure they got theirs. Nobody got the other copy. There's only two copies. So I say that 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 time and I would be in a record store for four hours trying mm-hmm. to find the right joints for that night or make yeah. sure that that new release came out and I got it. You know, so when I go to that party, they're going to get that joint, you know, so. Yeah. It's a crap. They, have... uh, they never get experience, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, and we didn't have that this extensive request line that people have now. No, oh, hey, no. I, this is all I got right here. You gonna hear what I'm gonna play, and <laughs> yeah. you gonna pretty much like it. it. <laughs> yeah, you, you want to dance? Okay, you gonna dance to this? Yeah, because when we came up, you heard it on the radio. That's the yes, first time sir. you heard. It. Yes, you know, so it wasn't all the internet shows and all the other places they get, you know, YouTube and all that. Now where you can just pull up some. I said, so the new generation got it a little easy. They ain't got to do no work. But, you know, they'll definitely, uh, I always tell them, I said, you have a better appreciation, you know, oh, yeah. of, oh, of yeah. the art of DJing, getting on some turntables, playing some records. Oh, and, yeah. You know, just go through a crate. You ain't got to do much, just play it. Now you see how we had to do it. Ain't no screen to look at. So you were automatically connected to your audience right off the rip. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. So, man, I, I got one more question for you. And I know you've dropped a whole lot of uh, gems on us. What would be no your best advice to other DJs? My best advice to other DJs is keep an open mind. Be open and and be uh, open to learn. You know, I'm 51 years old and I'm still learning. I still learn from the game and, and get better. And my thing is don't be intimidated by other DJs. My thing is do you, but embrace what you can get from other DJs. I think a lot of times I see with a lot of these guys is that they're so paranoid or or they don't they're not being true to themselves be you find what you do stick to what you do and do it the best you can mm-hmm. but be open to other djs be open to get help and don't be don't be afraid to ask for help you know i think a lot of times there's always this the discrepancy between the old school and the new school the, the old the new guys think the old guys are trying to tell them what to do or and not help them and i'm like i look i'll help anybody that's trying to help themselves so that's the only way you're going to get better. You know, I always say a closed mouth don't get fed. So you got to ask because, like I say, yeah, I've been in the game 30 some years. I'm pretty sure there's some things that I can help you with. You know, I don't have the answers to everything, but between myself and a lot of these other guys that have been DJing a lot longer, the same amount of time, could probably offer you some things that's going to help you grow as a DJ. Because ultimately, that's how this, this craft and, and, and this game is going to continue to grow is through growth. And you have to get better at your craft. So, do what you can to get better at your craft every day and that means from a from a technical standpoint as well as from a business standpoint stop going out here doing events you don't have contracts you have to be about your business you have to treat this like a business meaning that you have you have contracts you have consults you meet with your clients you know and do the proper things to get yourself prepared so when you go out and do this event you're going to have a successful event so Prepare yourself, do your homework, try to grow in the business as much as you can and get in. And it's OK to get some assistance, get some help, you know, be open to that. And I think you'll, you'll find yourself being a lot more successful in this industry. Man, good take. Y'all Appreciate heard it first. It. Y'all heard Appreciate it first. It. Straight up out of Cleveland from DJ Really Real. The I land, baby. You, bro. <laughs> no, Mike, man, I thank you for having me, man. Like I said, we've gotten to chop it up over the last couple of years, Don. It's been awesome meeting you and, and and chopping it up with you on this game and how things have gone. And and I really appreciate you for having me on, man. Oh, no problem. And hey, man, you know, and I'm this is from the heart. You know, if you need anything from a music standpoint or what have you, hey, give me a holler. You know, for sure. And, and the feeling's mutual this way, man. You need yes, anything sir. from me? I got you. You know, that's how we do it. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So y'all have a good one. We enjoyed you guys. Peace out. Have a wonderful week. All right. Have a great week, people. I love y'all, man. Thanks. All right. Peace. <laughs>